Tzvach, this is Gemara and Shabbos Tav Kavzayi into the Shir Shvi Yischus for Shleim of Chaim Avram Mechanita Chayvat Vasven Chaim and Sarius Devin Zeritz Shlom Zuvin Reis Leidel Sarabats Knat Vakochaim and Al Yeliba Devin Shimav Sarius Shachali Yisrael Big Yashakayach to a bunch of people who uh, corrected our mistake Ravram Ramayshi Rabbinyamin Ravtoli Ravetan who who pointed out that we we skipped two Gemaras both of them were at the end of a daf beginning of the next day's daf I just started from the wrong place my apologies. And don't worry, we invested a little sticky notes that Amir Tzashem should help us uh, keep our place. So before we do today's daf, which is Kof Zayin, let's just together flip back to Kof Dalit Amr Beis 104b, and let's learn one little piece of Gemara, four lines from the bottom. Tana learned in Abraisa, Higia Isaachas, little Chazara, of Ksiva, of writing on Shabbos, says the Abraisa, that if you wrote, if you you were corrected, your Magia, one letter, Chayiv, your Chayiv. Ask the Gemara, Hashtag Kosovo Isaachas Potter, Higia Isaachas, we know in order to be chayiv, you have to write two letters. So what is the reason that if you correct one letter, you're chayiv? You took off the roof of the ches, and therefore you made it into you took the tag, you took off the crown of the dalid, and you made it into a rage. And therefore, what we're seeing over here is and, and Rashi, the last Rashi in Amadir points out that even though you're not really writing two letters according to the second answer, what you're doing is you're completing the safer, you're making it kosher, and that's where you're going to be chayiv. So again, a chiddush over here is, even though you normally have to write two letters to be chayiv, we have two ways you potentially could do one act of correcting and be considered writing two letters. Either you erased that roof of the chas, broke it into two zayins, or you fixed the dalid and you turned it into a resh. Let's move along now to Kofhei Amid Beis, I'm sorry again for making everyone flip around. Kofei Amid Beis, about eight lines from the bottom. Amrav Yehuda Merav, Kola Mis'atzel Be'espido Shel Chachamim. Again, this is 105b. One little more piece of Gemara, and then we'll get on to today's daf of Kofzayin. Says the Gemara, Kofei Amid Beis, Amrav Yehuda Merav, eight lines from the bottom. Kola Mis'atzel Be'espido Shel Chachamim. Anyone who is lazy in the Hespit of Atam B'Chacham, Rayu L'Kavr B'Chayiv, he is fitting to be buried in his life. Shenemar V'Ikro Osoi B'Gvul Nachlosa B'Tim Nasarach, the mountain wanted to kill them because they did not properly be masked Yeshua. Says the Gemara, He's not going to have a long life. Just like he did not give him the proper respect, Hashem won't give him the proper respect, and he's not going to have a long life. As the Pasuk says, I believe it's a Pasuk in Yeshai over here, the Pasuk says, to Rivena, that uh, with the precise measure, you'll contend when you send her away. It's referring to Mitzrayim, that just like Mitzrayim was punished, Midi Kanegi Mida, so too will a person who is not masked his friend properly. Now let's flip one more page to Kavavim at base, and now we're back to Bar Hashem, Sunday's Daf, Daf Kavzayin. We're going to start with Kavavim at the Mishnah. Again, I thank everyone for reaching out. Let's hope Amir Tashem, this investment in this little sticky guy will help us. Let's move into today's daf, says the Mishnah. Svi Shenichnas, we're holding about seven lines from the bottom of Kavav Amid Beis. Svi Shenichnas, Labayis, Vinal Echad, Bafana Vasi runs into your house and you shut the door. Chayev, you're a Chayev. You just trapped a deer and we know it's Svi. A deer is something, is a Minoy Nitzad, which is we spoke about, that the difference is whether it's something that you normally trap, something that you normally do not trap, a deer is something that you normally yes trap, and therefore you're going to be Chayev. Nalushnayim, if two people shut the door, then Peturin, it's going to be Potter again. Peturin meaning Isser Durabon, a concept that we've seen, because when two people do a Malacha, 
It's only to Rabbanon. However, the Mishnah continues, If one cannot close it, and then, therefore, two went to close it, so a concept that we've seen already, that if, the, if two people do something together, but it's an action that requires both of them, says the Tanika Machayiv, Rav Shimon Paiter, Rav Shimon says, you're Pater. Says the Gemara, you trap a lion. You're not until you bring it into its trap. Because, uh, says Rashi, because you trap a lion, you know, just going to run away unless you put it into its cage, into its cage, its type of home that's going to hold it tight. That's when you're going to be obligated for trapping a lion on Shabbos. Says the Mishnah, Kavav on the base, four lines to the bottom, Yashav Echadal Pesach. So when he's standing by a door, there's a door to a house, and one person stands in the doorway, he doesn't fill up the whole doorway. What happens? The second person stands next to him and fills up the doorway. The second one is chayiv. Very simply, when the first person sta- stood there, whatever was inside the house was not watched, was not trapped. Could just walk out through the door. When the second person stood there, he successfully blocked up the doorway, so the sheni is going to be chayiv. A new case. Let's say one person is standing there in a narrow doorway, and this one person does fill up the doorway. Now a second person stand, comes and stands. Is the second person doing anything? No, because the first person already filled up the whole doorway. So what's the Chiddush? The first one gets up and walk away again. You have one person blocking a door. The second person came and stood in front of him. So this guy is doing the whole thing. He's Chayef. So is he doing anything? No. But let's say the first guy goes and he walks away. Now the second guy is doing something. The second one is still potter. What is the reason the Mishnah explains? So who shuts the door to his house to watch that what's inside of it. You are not going to be chayim. What is the reason? Says Rashi, the last Rashi, the animal is already trapped. And therefore, it's not called trapping the animal, it's just guarding that which is already trapped, and that is not the Isser Daraisa of Seda. Says the Gemara, moving, continuing this concept that we just saw in the Mishnah, that if you're not actually trapping something, you're just, you're just, um, watching something that was already trapped, says the Mishnah, says the Gemara, I'm sorry, Kavzayin Amr Alf. You sit in there and a bird flies in under your jacket and it's strapped under your jacket. You didn't do anything. But you look down and you got a bird sitting in there inside your coat. So what do you do? Obviously, you don't want to let it go. So you're allowed. Obviously, you're allowed to let it go. That's not a problem. But what you're allowed to do is you're allowed to sit and watch it until it gets dark. Meaning one might think that that's called trapping. The answer is no. Just like we saw in the Mishnah. That's already trapped. It's ready inside your cloak. It's ready in your jacket. You're not doing anything. You're just sitting there and it's going to stay watched. That is allowed. You're allowed to sit there until the end of Shabbos. And of course, the Ritzvah speaks out in the concept we've spoken about. Obviously, you can't start playing with the bird. You can't start moving the animal because the animal is muksa. That would be forbidden. But you're allowed to sit there and let it be watched inside your jacket until Shabbos ends. The first one sits there and fills up the doorway. And the second one comes and sits next to him. Even though the first one gets up and leaves, says the Gemara, my love, we think that the second guy is Potter. It's a Durabanan. You didn't do the Daraisa because the first person did the Raisa, but we'll call you like an auxiliary, we'll call you a little bit of a helper. So it is a Durabanan. Says Gemara, no, Lai. Potter, Umutter, you did absolutely nothing. This animal was trapped. You stood there, this, it's like, just to give an example, you have a locked door, and you go and you stand by the locked door. What are you doing? The door is locked. 
So to over here, the first case guarding it, but you stand there, you're not doing anything. Potter umotter. Says the Gemara, I'll bring you proof to this. This is logical. Meditani, see if the see if the Mishnah says Lamazatemi to us is comparable. This is the Raya. What did the Mishnah explain? The Mishnah explained this is comparable to someone who shuts to its house to guard it. That is also Potter Mutter. You don't do anything. Shvamina is a right to our case. The second guy did absolutely nothing, and it is Mutter for him to stay there. Amri says the Gemara, another Lashain, another way of learning up the same din that we just said. I also learned to the Mishnah. Even though the first one got up and went, my lab says the Gemara Potter Mutter. So now the Gemara, this is a different Lashain of the Gemara, a different version of the Gemara. The Gemara to learn up the same point slightly differently. My lab, the second one is Potter Mutter. It's an Israel So now the Gemara proves that no, it's Potter Mutter. How many times stay for the Master Taima? The fact that the Savior said to us is comparable to the Shaman that you shut the door and you find that the deer is guarded. And that is a raya. Amar Shmuel, we conclude with a statement hearkening all the way back to Dafkimla Manalaf, a very famous statement of Shmuel called Peturi Dishabi's Potter Avalasar. Every time we see the word Potter, and of course in our Mishnah we saw the word Potter. So that is why the Gemara assumed at first that it means what Potter Avalasar is the Rabbanan. Says Shmuel Levar Mehani to last life of these cases, three cases to Potter Mutter. Chadaha, our case. We might the Potter Mutter. Dictani Seifa again the same Raya. Lamazet Daimon Lenayelis basically Shabri shut the door to God. Even if it's Shabri Seichai. Since our case is a very unique case, you always can remember the Mishnah Kavavon base. The Mishnah trapping the deer. That when one person is trapped standing by the door, and the second person comes and standing in front of him, the second guy is Potter Mutter. One of three cases that Shmuel says. Ve'edach. What's the other case? The map is more so Beshabis. So no. A pimple on Shabbos, Imla If you pop the pimple to make a pet, to make an opening to heal it, Chayiv, Tanisadaraisa, Imla Hoytzi Menalecha. If you did it to take out the pus just to alleviate the pain, Potter, then it's going to be Potter. Well, my dear Potter, Mutter, and how do we know it's Potter, Mutter? The Tan said in the Mishnah, Machet Shalyad, you take a little needle, lethal bus, a kite, to remove the thorn. And just like in that case, because of Sar, because of the pain, it's Mutter, that it's not Potter, Avalasar, it's the Rabbanan, but rather it's Potter, Mutter, so too in the case of the pimple. And this is something that we will. Come back to, obviously this is not simple, why is this mutter? We know, as we'll see actually in a few blot, we'll see that we're about to get the Hilchus Rafu on Shabbos as an Isra to heal yourself on Shabbos. So why, is it, why are you allowed to pop a pimple? Why is it not called healing yourself? Very, very difficult. All the Mepharshim, Paiskim, everyone deals with it. But the answer is, because popping a pimple is because of tsar. It's because of pain. There's a different level of heter of pain. Meaning, a normal refuah, you have to be bedridden. And even when you're bedridden, there's only heterim to do a drabbanon with a shinu, etc. Over here, pain at some level is a higher level. That pain is going to allow you to even pop a pimple, be a daim, without any shinu, etc. Obviously, not a simple thing to reconcile. But that is the din. But again, it has to be a real level pain, and you're doing it just to alleviate the pain. What's the third case of Shmuel? It's a nachash b'shabbos, someone who traps a snake on Shabbos, which really this will be our tama to the parak that we're about to begin in a moment. You trap a snake on Shabbos, if you're doing it just so it doesn't bite you, potter, it is mutter. In the rafu, if you're doing it for healing purposes, chayv. We might the potter mutter, the tenan kayv in kaira al ener. How do you know it's potter mutter? Because we saw in that Mishnah, it says that you're allowed to put a plane on top of a candle, so it doesn't burn down your house, so that the beam does not catch on fire. And as well, you're allowed to put, tilt over the plate on the tzayah, because it's 
smelling. And lastly, on the Akrivs, it doesn't bite you. So we see that as Potter, we're showing you what you're allowed to do. So the three cases where it says potter means potter or mutter is one in our case by standing in front of the door. Other one is popping the pimple. And third one is trapping a snake, which we'll have to get to. We shall return again. It says wonderful 13th parak of Mesech and Shabbos. And now we begin the 14th parak. Parak of Shemayne Sharatim says the Mishnah Shemayne Sharatim the Shemayne Sharatim, which are listed in the Torah. Uh, and Rashi starts us off. Different types of creepy crawly creatures. We're not going to try to list the, the names of them because it's actually very big machlekes. And what are the names? Which we'll see. But says the Mishnah Shemayne Sharatim Amurim Batayrah These eight creepy crawly creatures. If you trap them or you damage them, you bruise this animal. You are a chayiv iser daraisa. All other creepy crawlers, meaning the eight that are listed in the Torah, are unique. We'll see what the uniqueness is in the Gemara in a moment. But these eight are unique, that if you damage them, you trap them, is a daraisa. All the other shkatsim ramasim, all other creepy crawly creatures, if you damage them, potter, it's only an is a darabanan. Hatsadan, let's say, if you trap them for it for your purpose, you want to keep the creepy crawler, chayiv is a daraisa. Of course, as we know always, anytime you do a malacha, not for its purpose, you trap something not to have the animal, you trap to rid yourself of the animal, it's an isn't which is going to be a very important rule, which we're already seeing straight up in the Mishnah over here, that anytime you're getting rid of the animal, of course, it will never be the raisa, because you're not trapping it to keep it, which really harkens us back to what we saw in the last two daf, when we discussed when you're trapping something to, that's an item that is trapped, an item that is not trapped, those were all cases, obviously, that you're trapping to get the animal, but in the case that you're trapping a mouse, that you're just getting rid of the mouse that will only, can never be more for sure not, than it's a derabonim of course it's still a derabonim barring other factors which hopefully we will have time to discuss one day if you have a bird or an animal that's in your possession, then that's Adam Potter. If you trap them, you're Potter because it's ready in your possession. But if you damage them, Chayiv, it's an Iser, they are Raisa. What is the reason it's the Raisa? Rashi already clues us off. The reason is because it has an R. It has a high, it has a skin. And that seemingly is going to be the difference between the Shemayna Shratim, which are going to be an Isa Daraisa for damaging them, and all other Shratim or Ramasim, is that the Shemayna Shratim have a hide, have a leather. Meaning, what does it mean as a hide? The Gemara is going to explain, but let's just give a little bit of the background, it's a little bit complicated, still discussing animal skins, is that there's two different things that can happen when you damage an animal, it's like a black and blue mark of sorts. When you hit the animal, you, you hit a human being, what happens? You get a black and blue mark. You can hit an animal, two things can happen. If the animal has an R, has high the skin, then the, the blood is going to come out. If it does, not necessarily it's going to seep out, but it's going to collect on the surface, more like a black and blue mark. If you have an animal without a hide, like some sort of slug or something, then if you damage it, what's going to happen? It might turn red for a moment, and then the blood is going to go back in. So in that case, you would not be chayiv. Now, what are you chayiv for? We haven't really discussed. So Rashi already points out already to machlekes. Rashi brings down two shitas. There's a third sheet as well. Rashi says you're chayiv for either shaykhit, you're slaughtering the animal. Again, what we're talking about when you damage an animal, you cause the animal to have a bruise. You cause their blood, whether the blood comes out of the animal, whether the blood comes to the surface. So you chayv shaykhit, slaughtering the animal. And the other shot is... Rasha Saiveya, you're chayiv for dyeing the animal, you're making the animal a color, and that is another reason what this Isser of Chayvel is, what is this Isser of damaging an animal. So let's see the Gemara. From the fact that it said you damage him, you're chayiv, says the Gemara, must be, it has an R. 
Must be it has an R, and that's the reason why when you damage them, you're going to be chayiv, because it has a skin that the blood is going to come out of it, and therefore there is a potential it's a deraisa. Let's just see for a moment, Rashi, back in the Mishnah, the third line into the Rashi's, Rashi said, Why? Rashi says, Because it's like a chabura, a wound that does not go back, meaning when it has a hide, when it has a skin, then the blood comes out. That's called the Chabura, a wound that does not go back in, and that's why it's in this Daraisa. Whereas if it does not have an R, that's what we spoke about, then the blood will just come out for a moment and go right back in, and then it's only going to be in Isser Derabanan. So says the Gemara again, who is the town of the Mishnah that says that the Shemayim Shiratzim have an R, have a hide? These eight creepy crawlers, they're the things that have R, have a hide, have a skin, that's what's in Isser Derabanan. But everything else will not be in Isser Derabanan. I'll tell you even, it's the the Rabbanan argue on Rav Nuri, and they say that not only the eight creatures have a skin, but other creepy crawlers also have a skin, also have an R, is with regard to Toma. These additional five creatures comes to be marbe that their skin is like their flesh, meaning that they have a skin. And that's when the Rabbanan argued on Rav Yechem and Nuri that it's not only the eight, but even additional ones. Avol, Indian Shabbos comes like Rav. And Rav says that our Mishnah could even be the Rabbanan. With regard to Shabbos, I feel the Rabbanan Moida, the Rabbanan agree that only that these eight creepy crawly creatures, I should say, have a height. Says Gemara, well, the Indian Shabbos like, please, you're telling me that the Rabbanan do not argue on Rav Yechelen ben Nuri, only, uh, they, they do not argue with regard to Shabbos. Vatani, we learned in Ebraisa, two lines in the bottom, Matzarechem If someone catches one of the eight, Shemayin Eshratzim, Hamur Batayra, Ha'chayvul Bem, or you damage them, Chayiv, Devrei Rav Yechelen ben Nuri. So obviously the Chacham are arguing, There's no hide, only that which Chazal listed. So clearly the Chacham are arguing. So now the Bryce parenthetically points out, That which the Chachamim included back in that Bryce on Ahmed Aleph, Those were the things that do not have an R. The Amr Abayi, so how did Abayi explain the sheet of these Chachamim? Because I am the base two lines down. Hachikamar. In our Chalak Mi Basar, the skin is not separated from the flesh. Elamashalai Manu Chachamim. Only the things that Chachamim did not list. So what do we see clearly? We see clearly that this Bryce is learning that the Chachamim are arguing on Rav Yechamanuri. Rav Yechamanuri came along and he said that if you're Chayvel, your Chayv is referring to the Shemayin Ashratzim. And the Chachamim are saying, no, it's only referring to what? Elo the things. That which Chazal did not list. So obviously the Chacham are arguing with Menuri. So obviously the Mishnah cannot be the Chachamim. So it's a question on Rav. Amar le Rava, Rava responds, How did you just explain the Brisa to mean that which Chacham did not list? The Brisa said that which the Chachamim did list. Meaning there's always different ways that we touch up the Brisa and we say, no, the Brisa meant this. But to get it wrong in the yes or no, it's always a complicated thing to do. So says Rav, no way. The flesh is not mitame like the hide. 
Only that which the Chachamim listed. All these things also that which Chachamim listed are mitami. So what do we see? We see that it's a localized argument only with regard to Toma. I we saw that Yerucham and Uri said that these eight Shrasim have an R and they're not Metame. Explain as follows. Meaning, so Rav was wrong also. Abayi was wrong. Rav was wrong. So how are we learning up this Brisa? Again, we're quoting a Brisa in the bottom of Kuzayin and Halif, and we're trying to figure out this Brisa seemingly is explaining to us what is the Machlaikis between Rav Yerucham and Uri and the Chachamim. If we understand this Brisa, we'll then know whether Rav was correct Correct. Rav, who said that the Chachamim only argued with the Rechel and Uri with regard to Toma, but with regard to Shabbos, he agrees that only the Chet Shratzim have a hide. Says the Gemara, with regard to Toma, they don't have a hide. Meaning they're only arguing with regard to Toma, but the Shabbos, they don't argue. We learned in Arise, and what are these shratim that have a hide? That's only referring to if you make a wound. This should obviously sound familiar. This is what Rashi was quoting to us back in the Mishnah. It's only time you make a wound that does not come back. If the blood collects, even though the blood does not come out, like a black and blue mark. Only the ches shratim. Am Ravashi man Tanakama. So who is the Tanakama of this Brisa? Again, Rav Adi Master just came along and he wanted to suggest only arguing with regard to Toma. The Gemara had a kasha. Va'atanya, we see in a Brisa a machlekes between the Tanakama and Rav Yechemenuri. Comes along the Gemara and the Gemara says, says Ravashi, who was the Tanakama? Rav Yehuda. It's Rav Yehuda. Meaning it's not the Chachamim. Meaning if the Tanakama had argued Rav Yechemenuri on this Brisa, we just quoted three lines into before the wide lines was the Chachamim. Then it would be a kasha and raf, because then it would be clear that the chachamim are arguing on Rav Yechmenuri. Comes along Ravashi and Rashi says no, the Tanakam is not the chachamim; it's a different shita. It is Rav Yehuda. Does a baser gishta? Rav Yehuda says that this whole din of whether the hide is yes mitameh or no mitameh, whether you're going to be chayiv for causing a bruise in such a creepy curly creature, has to do with the thickness. So the Gemara now is concluding with the Rav Ashi, he's learning up this Brisa. This is the third terrace, the terrace of Adar Bar Masna, that we can explain Rav Shita, that the Chachamim are not arguing only with regard to Toma, but in our Mishnah, with regard to being Mazik on Shabbos, I'm sorry, not Mazik, Chayvel, Chayvel Mazik, same thing, according to making a, de- a bruise on Shabbos, the Chachamim agreed to Rav Yechem and Uri, that the Ches Shratim are those things which will be Chayiv for bruising them on Shabbos. Now, the Gemara goes into to explain the Shita of Rav Yehuda, who learned that everything has to do with the Gishta, the thickness, two lines into the wide lines. It's now we learned in the Mishnah. Rav Yehuda, Aimer, Halta Kechaylada. That is something. It has a halta like a chaylada. The thickness it does not convey the toma if it's the thickness of a chaylada. Avul Rabbanan the pligyalei Rav Yechonan lady in toma. So that's I'm sorry. So that's the end of Rav Yehuda. That's Rav Yehuda's din. That's due to the thickness, and therefore he says that the thickness of this animal is like the thickness of the chaylada, and that's what's going to be the din of toma. 
But now we finish up what we just said a moment ago. Avlur abanon. Again, this is the end of the answer of Ravadur Masna that we just spoke out a moment ago. That the Chachamim are only arguing with regard to Toma. But with regard to Shabbos, they agree with Ravichman Nuri. And they agree that it's a Chet Shrotz and that's what you're going to be Chayim for Chayvel on Shabbos. Says the Gemari, that which it said, going back, this is going back in the price of Kavavam Abayz. Why did it say Divri Rav Yechem Enuri? What should it have said? It's just a Divri Rav Yechem Enuri vechalo vechalo kaisav mivayulei. Says the Gemara, Tani Rav Divri Yechem Enuri vechalo kaisav. So the Gemara is concluding again. We have a machlokes in the matter, but according to Rav, again our Gemara began when the parak began that the Gemara said that who is the town of the Mishnah? Rav Yechem Enuri came along Rabbi Ravuna in the name of Rav, and he explained it can even be the Rabbanon. So Rabbanon only argue on Rav Yechem Anuri with regard to Toma because of Xerz HaKasav, because the Apostle says, Eilat Meim but with regard to Chayvel, they're going to agree with Rav Yechem Anuri that the Ches, Shratz, and that are said in the Torah, those are going to be the items. If you damage them, you will, yes, be Chayv, because those are the items that have an R have a hive, and therefore, by causing the blood to come out, that will be an Iser De'araisa. Ba'i minei Levi mei Rebi. Five lines into the wide lines, How do we know this whole thing that we were talking about today? How do we know this din? How do you know if you cause a bruise that does not go back in, that the blood comes up and it collects on the top? How do you know it's an Isidar the says, If the Kushi if his, if his skin will, will his skin change? Vinemer and the leopard, will its chabuburaisav change? Says the Gemara, my chabuburaisav. What are these things? If you're telling me it refers to the colored dots, the colored splotches, patches on the, on the leopard. So why do they call them chabuburaisav? It should have said gavanov, the nemer and its, and its colors, gavanov, its spots. Ella kikushi. Rather, this whole Pasik, this Pasik in Yirmiya is all referring to Yirmiya, is all referring to the Kushi. And the Pasik reads, Kushi Can the the Kushi change his skin and can it and can it restore its wounds? Meaning, Chabuburaisa, we're now going to translate this way the Rashi is learning, that we're going to translate Chabuburaisa, Vinomar, Bechabruisa, can it heal its wounds? That it's all referring to the Kushi. And now the Gemara explains, Ma Oiroi de Kushi, just like the color of the skin, the dark color of a Kushi, the, a, a dark colored person, the color of his skin does not actually change. So too, when the Pasik says, and its wound will not change, so too, a Chabura that does not change. That is called a chabura, that is called a wound, and therefore that is going to be a black and blue mark, basically. That when the blood comes out and it collects there and it changes the color, that is going to be the Isidaraisa of Chavala on Shabbos. So the Mishnah continued, and the Mishnah said that all other creepy calling creatures, it's going to be Potter. Says the Gemara, we're on the two dots, about eight lines into the white lines. Ha hargan chayif. If you kill them, you're going to be chayv. It sounds like in the Mishnah, you only got to trap them. You kill a kina, you kill a louse, 
It's like you killed a donkey. What's the difference? Any living creatures? This is their Aisa. Masla Rav Yasef, what are you talking about? I can't believe you're up on the Rebbe Yasef, they're up on arguing with Lazar, Ella Bikina. They're up on an argue with regard to a Kina Alaus, Dayna Ipanavarava, because they hold that Alaus does not reproduce. What this exactly means in conventional science is difficult. The simplest explanation is that the Alaus's um, eggs are so small, they're not near Lay Naim, you don't see with the naked eye, and therefore the Chacham in hell did not call that they reproduce, therefore you'd be allowed to kill the Laos and Chavis. Avil Sharshkot, Rumat the Baran Baravim, Loi they don't argue and they agree that you're, it's also to kill them. And they both learn it out from the Elim, from the Ram. Just like the Ram, you're chayiv when you take away its life. Anything you take away its life, you're chayiv for. Everything that reproduces. What's going on over here? Does allow us to reproduce? It says that Hashem sits and Hashem supports and gives sustenance to the carne re'emim until what? The beitzikinim, the eggs of the kinim. So we see that the kinim have eggs, it must be they reproduce. Says the Gemara, we know who the Mikri beitzikinim. No, that's a different creature called the beitzikinim, but not the regular kinim. Says the Gemara, but time we see in a different price, that's who you beitzikinim. Kinim, we know the Mikri beitzikinim. So Gemara now is a kasha on Rav Yasef. Rav Yasef answered that according to everyone that to kill the Sharshkat Marasim is going to be an Isidaraisa. Ask the Gemara of Are Parish the power of Arava, but what about the parish? It's part of Rav. It reproduces, and yeah, we have a machlekes. So you see that there is a mandarma that holds that it's going to be potter, even though yes, reproduces. What's your kasha? What's their machlekes? They are arguing about whether it's an item that is trapped, and that's why Rav Yeshua holds his chayiv and Rav Lazar holds your potter. If you show your pot, you're supposed to be chayef. I'm leaning on Riga when it comes to actually killing the animal. I feel that Rav Yeshua might, or if Yeshua is might, they're going to be chayef. Ha'atadim that's very chayef. So the Mishnah said that if you trap them for yourself, then you're being chayef. My Tana, who's the Tana? Rav Mishnah, Rav Yudam, Rav Rav Shemini, the famous Rav Shemini. Darvidam lechshin zichlegufa is going to be potter alei. Igedemasi la. There are some who learned that this same achleik is the same sequence of events that we say that who is the Tana? We say that it is Rav Shemin. That lechshin zichlegufa is potter. Hamav is more sufficient as you. If you made an opening, just get out the juices. Some learn as follows: You trap a snake. If you do it, he doesn't bite your partner. Once it dries up the amount of area of the fish the size of a cella chayim and you're called trapping the animal called killing the animal actually you're going to be chayim we're talking about between its fins it has to dry up the area of a cella even if it's actually dry it just gets a bit slimy then that's going to be enough to be called that you kill that fish and you're going to be chayim